Good morning, everybody. It is Thursday. It's Thursday. Thursday, 17th of November, and you've got Henry and Marcus on the Morning Meeting Podcast. Marcus, today, Morning Meeting Podcast is general advice only. Don't confuse it with advice suited to your personal financial circumstances, please. Right. Uh, what do you make of the overnight, Henry? Not too much going on by the looks of it. Uh, no, uh, not very much. It's the lowest, uh, what is the narrowest range I've seen for the Dow for a long time. Good to see the Fed heads out and about being Eeyore at the moment and, and talking things down. But um, yeah, it's um, it wasn't very exciting last night, I have to say. Our market is a little bit more exciting today, but we're sort of in that, um, I guess we're in a bit of a, a pause and consolidate at the moment. Yeah, the retail sales numbers last night, probably the main thing, they were stronger than expected. And that sort of gives you the idea the Fed don't need to slow down their rate rises uh, because the economy is doing okay. But interestingly, the US 10-year bond yield dropped 10 basis points. The two-year went up one basis point, if I read that right. And that means the uh, US yield curve is inverted, the most inverted it's been since 1980. And I think this will probably be the next worry, won't it, that uh, we're going to end up... We've we've always got to have a worry to worry about. We've got to climb the wall of worry. So what's the next worry after inflation interest rates? Probably recession, isn't it? Uh, Probably. The UK is rapidly heading there and it had a massive inflation jump yesterday. Um, interestingly though, those retail sales, we saw the numbers out from Target last night, the stock, the stock dropped like a rock uh, on the back of the fact that its uh, outlook was pretty um, pretty negative on the whole retail front. So clearly, you know, the, there's not um, one size fits all for retailers. No, I think they were talking about, what was it uh, stressed consumers? I think the share price was down 17% or something. Yep, also, was. also uh, on the, the flip side of that Lowe's, which is their equivalent of, I suppose, Bunnings or Mitre 10. Uh, Lowe's had a good set of results and says uh, demand is strong. So don't know quite where the consumer is in the US. Uh, did you see the Deliveroo news this morning, Henry? I did. Isn't that good news? I'm, I'm not sure um, quite how to take that, but 15,000 people who were on their bicycles yesterday, I suppose it's a, uh, I saw someone saying it's a cyclical industry. Uh, 15,000 people on their bicycles are out of work today. And I think part of it is this whole food delivery industry that we don't really have many players here. Uh, they're mostly European companies that have outlets here and Deliveroo is owned, by, owned out of the UK. And they have said that they can't make a sustainable profit on the current setup. And I suppose it's a sign that that industry has got super competitive and that it has lived off the backs of, uh, this is a strong word, the exploitation of the delivery people who they've not treated as employees, they've treated as independent contractors. They've been taken to court by the Fair Work Commission and by the trade TWU uh, in Australia and decided it's all too hard. Anyway, it is interesting that that whole industry has uh, gone from boom to uh, maturity at this point. I suppose there are now uh, plenty of jobs. It's, it's, it is a cyclical world, isn't it? There are, uh, you can't find people to do any of the jobs and uh, suddenly 15,000 people are available for uh, hospitality that were on their bicycles. Anyway. Although I expect they're now signing up for Uber Eats and menu log and I suspect they probably were signed up to multiple platforms anyway so I'm not sure we're going to see a, a massive influx I think the the whole delivery thing is uh, still a, a thing and uh, it may just be that competition let's face it when was the last time you saw a Deliveroo ad on TV as opposed to one of those dodgy menu log or Uber Eats ads size yeah. conquers all yeah anyway interest an interesting day I suppose it's the same for Uber and all, all these things were going to mature weren't they and particularly the ones that are not treating 
treating employees as employees, costs are going to have go up. You uh, every time I see one of those delivery people, I think there's there are billionaires in the U.S. and Europe living off the backs of uh, uh, people delivering things. But anyway, uh, right. Uh, I have written a strategy piece today, which uh, I, I, interestingly, I think the strategy for me is maturing. Uh, we have it, it's about timing the market. We've sort of called the and and uh, even Shane Oliver was in the uh, Oliver's Insights, that weekly email he does yesterday, which Livewire's picked up on today and I wrote up yesterday. Shane Oliver has uh, said that shares may be bottoming, maybe is about as certain as an economist can get. That was quite a strong statement, really. Uh, but maybe bottoming, he gave some really good reasons. Have a look at yesterday's strategy piece for that. But I think the idea is... I was just going to say, I mean, the, the market bottomed at 6450. It's now 7200 nearly, and he's now saying it's bottom. Come on, Shane. Yeah. Keep up with the times, for God's sake, mate. No, I, I think he's done. I, I think he's done okay. Anyway, anyway, I'm I'm very happy when uh, Shane. I wouldn't mention any economist who didn't agree with me, but uh, having called the bottom on the market. By the way, Henry, do you know uh, what date the market bottomed? Third of third of October. Do you know what date we got fully invested? Um, I don't, but we got pretty bullish after the um, Finfest. I know that. Well, we got for that was fifteenth of October, but uh, we the strategy portfolio got fully invested on the 5th of October, two days after the bottom. Uh, talk about genius. Of course, we spent the next two weeks worried that we got it completely wrong, uh, but uh, we did We did uh, miraculously time the bottom, and uh, but really went in, I think, or, or stated that we felt comfortable about it since that CPI number last week. Anyway, Shane Oliver saying the same thing. Anyway, the point is the strategy section, I think. We've gone in, we've made the timing call, and I'm realizing now uh, that section just sort of goes dormant for a bit, having made that call that we're reasonably comfortable with the market. We keep a watching brief on it every day, uh, but there's really no other call to make at the moment other than we're in, we're long, uh, and 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 we're done. So I'm going to start concentrating on the ideas portfolio more. You'll see I've broken that out a bit today. Uh, we'll get to that in a minute. But the message from the strategy side is we added a few, we added a resources ETF yesterday. Have a read of the section and uh, and we're sort of done there so we've got exposure to everything now uh, what's in your section anything of interest today Henry um, well I had a bit of a rant today on crypto um, because I continue to see sane people and supposedly intelligent people on the telly talking absolute crap about crypto uh, did you did fun. you see that uh, Janet Yellen says that there's not enough oversight on crypto uh, well done well done Janet morning morning yeah. Janet yeah she should line up with Shane Oliver yeah there you I go would make a great uh, Shane's couple. Shane's our friend, Henry. Don't don't bag Shane. I know Shane's our friend. I bump into him quite often around the place. He's um he's a Northern Beaches man. Oh, very good. Yeah, I do bump into him. Surprise him every now and then. Tap him on the shoulder and say, "I like your stuff, Shane." He is yeah. one of the good guys in the astrology world or economic <laughs> world, as uh, some call it. Uh, apart from that, just a, a few changes yesterday from uh, the run we had in Zip, uh, which hit eighty six cents yesterday. So I just updated that at three o'clock yesterday afternoon, selling out of half of the Zip. Um, and also um, putting some more money back into uh, DeGray as uh, a gold and corporate takeover play. There's uh, certainly something afoot there. So um, interesting there. I tell, you, I tell you what I did see, though, this morning, which I thought was the best quote I've seen about finance for a long, long time. And maybe everybody that does a master of finance should memorize this and have it stenciled onto their forehead. Do you know what this quote is? I'll tell you. Now yeah, go on. There are two sides to every investment, the numbers and the story. Every investment price, every market valuation is just 
the number from today multiplied by a story about tomorrow. Yeah, I've got I'm not, I'm not smart brilliant. enough, Henry. I'm gonna to have to get my head around that. I have to go sit down and think about that in the bath for a while. It just means that the the numbers are one thing, but at the end of the day it's all about the story, the narrative and the outlook and the future. And you're guessing on that. So you can come up with any valuation, but you have to come up with the story about future before you can extrapolate that into a valuation. I think it's genius. Yes, very good. Uh, right. Anything else in there uh, you've got, Henry? Uh, uh, what's your, what's your favourite? What do you make of this lithium sell-off? What would what would you be doing now? What lithium sell-off? Uh, there was a bit of a lithium sell-off only the last couple of days or so. Yes, there was. Everybody started jumping in, including Macquarie, saying, no, it's fine. I think um, Macquarie, Pil- have been, Macquarie have been saying that for a donkey's years. Um, the lithium sell-off was, uh, once again, the dopey idiots at Goldman Sachs who have got it completely wrong, uh, admitting they've got it completely wrong and saying that they have really no idea. But the major thing was that there was rumours out of China on some battery maker pulling back their um, their output numbers. Uh, you know, Pilbara came out this morning and they had another BMX Bandit auction and again, very high prices and good demand again. And yesterday they said they got so much money they don't know what to do with it and they're going to have to pay dividends. The, the biggest sell-off, I guess, was in um, some of the frothy ones uh, and let's say Poor Lithium, which was my pick at FinFest, was a frothy one um, and it went from $1.15, $1.16 when I um, recommended it as my high conviction to a dollar ninety inside a month. Now, also when it hit dollar eighty six or dollar ninety, I did suggest people take profits. It's now back to one forty five. Uh, it's still up. Uh, what's that? Thirty odd, twenty uh, odd percent, twenty five percent since that in a month. So froth was blown off every now and then. You shake the trees, the monkeys fall. But um, you know, it's um, it's still you know, Lion Town, two bucks. Yeah, uh, we're going to come to call Lithium Lion Town. Any other small lithium stocks you would have a, a bit of a look um, at? I, someone was mentioning one of our members was mentioning latin resources is that that's is that lithium it is it's in uh, latin it's in latin america in uh, chile peru argentina and brazil it's um it's one we've written about before it's had a run before uh, but it just seems to have gone a bit cold at the moment the one that i've been uh, nibbling away at is atlantic lithium i talked to the guys at uh, a mining conference a month or so ago and uh, that's a ghana lithium play so i think that's interesting if you want to experiment with the uh, the West African side of things. But there are, you know, there are a lot of these wannabes and there's a lot of these guys saying, you know, there's going to be so much supply from 2025 because everyone's going to come on stream. The reality is it's like doing up your house. Costs more, takes longer. And at the moment, that is very much part of the equation. Getting permissions and getting long lead time things to build plants, build projects takes time. So 2025 may be a year when we start to see more coming on stream, but that's three years away. So I, so I, I, I get the message, Henry. It is let's keep playing lithium, and any setbacks are still by opportunities at the moment. Sure is. Can't, can't. There's, there's no diminishing of the story, really. Every now and then, as I say, the froth needs to be blown off. The weak hands need to be um, need to be tested. Right. Okay. Now, uh, a couple of other things I had today. One was you've probably seen Westpac's gone ex dividend today, everybody. And this is usually the time. And I put a chart in. It's sort of top of the top of the. It, I, I say trading range but who trades banks you wouldn't bother uh, but it's sort of top of the trading range they usually go a bit floppy after uh, going ex-dividend so now's the time where Westpac would probably quieten down and the game now for brokers after the last major banks gone ex-dividend is to persuade all their clients to switch out of NAB, ANZ and Westpac and buy the CBA because the CBA have uh, the next major bank with a dividend coming up in February so 
that that might well be a strategy for some of you income chasers just to back off now although the market's doing okay so it's not it's you know it's not really a worry for investors uh, but the idea would be um, back off now and rotate into CBA uh, sometime before its dividend next year uh, the other uh, stock uh, today of some interest is ASX what's happened there Henry <laughs> my old buddy Damien Roach is chairman there so um, have to be a little bit careful um, well ASX has basically pulled the pin on the uh, the long experiment they have had with blockchain which kind of legitimized blockchain to some extent in the eyes of some investors they were going to change the way chess works and update chess which is the um, the registry and settlement system that they use uh, today they announced uh, that they had de-recognized I love this this is a whole new term I hadn't seen this before de-recognized 250 million dollars which basically means that's how much they've written off Accenture did a report on the ASX blockchain progress I think it's fair to say it was an F or D, D, D recognized I'm, uh, is that a golf term I, I'm de-recognizing that slice I think that's there a social go. media term actually I think that's when you unfriend someone it's like oh, a corporate okay. corporate way of saying unfriending de-recognized 250 million bucks oh there it is oh I don't recognize that oh that's gone yeah, um, so so the ASX has got a little bit of a problem um, stocks only down 1.6% which I guess is interesting the other one that's really interesting and I'm still trying to get my head around this it's it's way above my pay grade Marcus uh, is the perpetual Pendle Regal situation Petrol is down 17.5% today and we have got Pendle up around 4.5% and Regal's down as well court cases lawyers mergers takeovers it's complicated and I'm not really um, on top of it I just wondered if you'd had a little look at it uh, no tell you the truth Henry I've been flat chat today I haven't looked at that uh, I see Perpetual have uh, amended consideration for Pendle Group takeover uh, to offer one for seven plus a dollar sixty-five equates to sixteen dollars sixteen for Pendle. I assume that was uh, an update. I haven't read it. Let's let's not talk about it. Um, don't have any insight there. Uh, otherwise, I'm going to come to the pièce de résistance to today for today. But I have written up ASX. I had a look at the ASX after this ridiculous announcement today, uh, and uh, have a look at the ideas portfolio section today or the ideas section today it actually doesn't look too bad it's not a uh, cheap stock 26 times but that pe is the lowest it's been it's down from 35 times lowest it's been in four years it's got a five percent yield and technically it's just bounced off a support line so even though they've cocked that up this is a stock market stock it should go up when the stock market does and if pivot point is correct then it is probably more of a buy than a sell despite the fact that they've blown all this money uh, oh, now dear. that's a big call i'd go for incompetent uh, uh well maybe incompetent but this has been uh henry you have to recognize the asx apart from the last few years the asx has been a long-term outperformer and it does have a fabulous business model and it is a bull market stock and it's uh dropped significantly from 95 dollars down to around 71 dollars or so, so uh, it's uh, you know again it's not the most volatile stock in the world but uh, there might be something in it for uh, a uh, long-term low-risk trader yeah. uh, right now the piece de resistance today, Henry, of course, is I have dusted off. It took me a while to find it. The one stock portfolio spreadsheet from 2020, when we asked all our members to pick a one stock, uh, to pick a stock that they would pick if they had a one stock portfolio with a five year time frame. And I've dusted it off, resorted it. Now, you might remember from this, of course, uh, you picked Archer Materials, which absolutely shot up. If 
if I have a look at what Archer Materials did, uh, that is that is now uh, after all that volatility and excitement after you put it into the one stock portfolio, uh, after all that volatility and excitement, it is now pretty much line ball on where it was when you picked it. So I think we started in June 2021 and the share price at the time is about 70 cents and it's about 70 cents now. But I just point out in the meantime from 70 cents within a few months it hit three dollars and eight cents so well done henry uh, and, but, and so, not only that but we did suggest selling it as well when it got there. Yeah, <laughs> there you go and uh, poseidon nickel which i picked out in mid 2021 when it was around six cents that went to 16 cents in a, a couple of months or so uh, and is now back to 4.3 cents so i'm down 39 percent so uh looking a bit silly there uh but uh, there was an opportunity to have a fabulous trade uh, out of it prior to where it got to now. Uh, but if we just, you might go to the uh, ideas section today and have a look at that to update yourselves. But guess, Henry, what stocks are at the top of the list of performances since mid-2020? I would say most of them would be lithium stocks. Absolutely. Uh, Argosy Minerals, Core Lithium, Pilbara Minerals. That is amazing that such a big stock uh, has topped the list of all the little stocks that were in there. Uh, Lake Resources, Lion Town, Lion Town. And one of the amazing ones is Invictus Energy, which is up 128% since it was put into the one-stock portfolio a couple of years ago. Uh, uh, it's up 128%, but la- yesterday, no, a week ago, it was down 128%. It was up 242% in the last week, according to this table. I assume that's right. Anyway, uh, go and and just, a- just on Invictus, this was one that I did actually write up some time ago, actually about a month or so ago, um, and it then fell out of bed and then popped like a nut job. Um, it was the my next door neighbor's mother's tip, and I wrote it up in the newsletter as the next door neighbor's mother's tip. So well done, Heath's mum. Right. Well, that, the, this one was picked out by Charles. Other stocks in there. Remember Weebit Nano? Yep, still going strong. Calix uh, is in the list as well. Paladin, Uranium on the way back. Mineral Resources, Line, uh, Linus is in there, and John's Ling. So loads of uh, stuff. Anyway, we are going to start at some point the One Stock Portfolio, Episode 2, The Post-Pivot Era. Or I'll find some Star Wars-like headline to uh, sell that idea. So everyone dust off your One Stock Portfolio portfolio idea. Uh, and I think that probably about does us, Henry. Uh, yes, I think probably does. Good. Okay. Well, as we leave you, market is up nine. It was down 15. We've got a very tight range. Uh, we've got jobs numbers today. They're probably out right as we speak. Uh, the uh, calendar's a bit empty at the moment. We don't seem to have a lot of macro stuff coming up. So we're just cruising along at the moment, uh, left to our own device. It's actually a bit of a relief because we can start to have a look at stocks again, rather than constantly worrying about the market. The macro seems quite established for the moment uh, and it's reasonably positive. So let's get back to stocks. Uh, Everyone have a fabulous day. Thanks very much, Henry. And uh, we'll be back tomorrow.